Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Spooky Movie Squad. This is episode 188. God damn. And it is the final chapter in Guido's Choice. So we had our good friend, friend of the show, uh, the first one to email us any comments or anything. Terrell just texts me bad things, but uh, he was the first one to email and talk about scary movies with me. So uh, instead of doing one episode in October, I told him, hey, how about you just pick the whole month of November? Because we're tired and it'd be easier if someone else did the work for us. We just watch the movie and talk about it. So it's all on him if these movies aren't that good. So for the last film of the Guido's Choice in November, we went with a foreign film. So uh, it's funny the way he talked about him cultivating all these movies for us. Uh, he picked certain genres that we like or seem to kind of gravitate towards or or I guess the episodes were just better. Mm-hmm. And so uh, he looked for a foreign film and something that we probably wouldn't have picked. Uh, I remember hearing about the American remake of this movie, but he went with a Thai horror comedy film called 13 Beloved or 13 Game of Death or 13 Sins has a lot of different names depending on where it came from. So um, like I said, this was a Thai film and it was uh, purchased for distribution and remakes and stuff by the Weinstein Company. So the Weinstein Company and there's another group. They are all, uh, Quentin Tarantino is usually involved with Weinstein Company, but they are all about grabbing films that no one in America would watch at any time and bring them to and bring them here from other countries to watch. Micah? There was an American remake? Yes, called 13 Sins. Oh, what the fuck? Never heard of it. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Uh, it was very <laughs> much a like South by Southwest kind of film. Uh, it has the guitar player from Scott Pilgrim versus the world, uh, Steven, Steven Stills. So he's like uh, Chit's character. And then there's a lot of other American people in it. So I... Uh, I guess it was all right, but yeah. So uh, this was one of those films that was brought over, and there's actually a English dub where they changed the names of everybody. Uh, Chit turns into Chad. Uh, there's a David. Garbo. Uh, yeah, it's probably not. Good. Yeah, uh, I remember listening to Ong Bak, and they made a English dub version, and it's not good. It's, I, I'd rather just listen to the Thai. Watch people get kicked in the face. It's really not not that much harder <laughs> uh, but it's funny the when they went through the distribution names and the producers and all the stuff up front i saw Ram U and katie was like what the fuck i kept saying it because i saw one title and she's like why do you keep saying Ram U? these are the same folks that made ong bak and the protector so if you like tony ja you like tony ja kicking people in the face for a buddha head or a baby elephant that that he owns and loves this oh. is the company that made those and so the protector this is so good yeah protect is fucking great so uh, this is their foray into horror or thriller. It's more thriller, I would say. Um, so, yeah, uh, even at that point when I saw that, I was like, okay, this movie's going to be absurd in some sense of the word. And like, there'll be something I like, there'll be stuff I won't like. Uh, there's very much a scene I did not like. 
So, <laughs> uh, but no, this is uh, a, a special one, I will say. Um, I liked it. I liked it a lot, but I could I could easily understand how people would be like this. This this ain't it, Chief. <laughs> uh, but I I always love the idea of how much would you like sacrifice? What would you do to get money? So uh, I haven't even talked about the, the plot of this bad boy. So uh, we have a character named uh, uh, Fu Chit, but just call him Chit. So Chit, he is just drowning in debt and he gets a mysterious call on his phone telling him, hey, um, if you do these 13 things for us, you can get 100 million baht, which equals... I forgot how much it was supposed to be. Like three cents. Oh, the whole thing was. Yeah. Um, was it like 500,000? No, it was. Uh, what is it? 100 million bot it was like 300 million. Something like that. Yeah. So like uh, a, a very ridiculous amount. And so the. Or three million. Yeah. So. Something. So a the, lot of fucking money. So the, the stunts. So the stunts little by little just become worse and worse. Kind of if you give a mouse a cookie kind of situation. It's like, hey, eat that fly. Hey, eat that poop. <laughs> Kill those people. Evade the cops. And it just gets more and more ridiculous. And it's it's very much how much, you know, how much is your life worth? So uh, there's another film called Would You Rather, which it takes the same approach to a thriller or horror film where uh, all these extra poor people come to this mansion. And this rich guy is like, hey, we're going to play a game. Uh, it's going to be Would You Rather. And I'm going to just keep handing you money to do ridiculous things and whoever makes it to the end gets all the monies and they're like well i'm poor as fuck i'll do this and he's like kill that guy and he's like Ugh. so uh it gets really ridiculous towards the end so um but let's see what everybody else thought about this katie what'd you think about 13 beloved this was the best movie that guido picked for this whole month <laughs> guido's choice emma well um, it was a lot. It was very Squid Games. So, I mean, I don't know. It caught my attention. It had moments where I was like, what the hell is this movie? And then there were moments where I was like, I really thought I didn't like this movie. And then this shit happens and I'm over here like freaking out. So, I mean, it did its job. So good job, Micah. One big, great, glorious sigh. <laughs> Meh. This movie wasn't it, Chief. Yep, there's one. What about, you? what about you, Otis? So, like I said, I've seen, I've seen poop, I've seen shit, I've seen poop shit types of movies. You've yeah. now seen somebody eating poop shit. Yeah. <laughs> We've all seen that before. Ron Burgundy did not eat the capu. <laughs> <laughs> white dog shit. like this i don't want to lick the white dog shit <laughs> <laughs> so you will eat that capu <laughs> so with a film like this um i always try to look for the, the the gems in it and honestly there were spots that made me oh, you know you, you know you make that sound and you frown uh it's not every film does that i've watched horror films and just be like oh okay that was pretty cool and then you know i've seen some like wow that's that's a smut film and then this was kind of in the middle, a little towards like, that's kind of fucked up. Um, no, but I, I liked it. I liked it. But like I said, Guido and I, our tastes aren't that far from each other because we love shooting movies. Like, 
Like uh, I told, I believe I told him about rubber and like Watchmen. It's a tire killing people, and he's like, "Oh shit!" So uh, we're very much on the same wavelength when it comes to 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 crazy movies. And so I I enjoyed this. Like I said, I've I've seen worse. So uh, this ain't you know this ain't fucking Invisible Man or Midsummer. I'll tell you that. But it ain't uh, fucking Bones with Snoop Dogg when he's a ghost demon thing. Yeah, watch Bones. We'll watch that one day. Uh, it ain't good. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. It ain't good. Snoop Dogg's the best part in that movie. <laughs> He's the bad guy. So, um, but no, I, I actually, I enjoyed it. It's crazy. I'll tell you fucking that. It's crazy as hell. So let's see what Guido had to say. Um, so the blurb he said was, I saw this on a streaming site around 10 years ago. I know you guys love foreign films, and this one didn't get a lot of attention in the States. I like the idea of starting with small things to get the person hooked on the money and wanting to keep moving forward. Thanks, Guido, for looking out for us and knowing that we really like foreign films. Thanks, yes, bud. we do. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they're, they're usually a cooler idea. So, um, But yeah, no, th- this one's a wild one. So uh, like always, we're going to get through this story. So uh, my explanation might be a little different in this one because all of the tasks that he has to do are honestly the whole movie it's it's really weird it moves really quick and some of the tasks kind of get glossed over but it's all leading to the next thing he has to do and so uh all the in-between stuff it's not a lot it's it's just him dealing with the next step and stuff so um the story what i'll explain gets a little different so um we start out with a i don't even think it was a a, a prequel or a flashback uh it couldn't have been that far behind but we see a Boy Scout. He's standing at a crosswalk in Bangkok and he sees this old lady carrying bags and stuff and she gets knocked over by some assholes walking by. They don't give a shit about the old people there in Bangkok. And so the the Boy Scout runs out to help her and he drops his phone. He gets her all the way over to the curb and she's like, thank you so much, young man. And then he realizes that he needs to get that phone really bad before it gets broken or ran over and he gets hit by a bus and he dies so yeah and that's how the movie begins and i was like oh shit he was part of the game or something but we'll never know so the scene <laughs> it switches to our our dude our dude chit he's the main character of this story and he is this is the funny part he's a yamaha instrument salesman i <laughs> I never thought amazing. I never thought I would see a music a musical instrument salesman in a movie as like that, the job. that also could not have been a better fit with the relevant brand. Yeah, uh, it was really weird when like he sells instruments. That's ridiculous. So um, he arrives at a school that he's been working on, working them over, and he finds out what his coworker, old douchebag, swooped in and took his sales, and so. Uh, his girlfriend dumped him to be a pop star <laughs> and he lives by himself in a shitty little apartment. So um, he's he's trying his best. He's trying to stay positive, but the debt's building up and his mom's calling him for money and stuff. So he's trying his best to help people out and just stay above water. Uh, but it's really hard. I, I, I get the whole debt thing. That shit sucks. The next morning, he finds out his car just got repossessed because he's three months behind on his payments. Oh, shit. You got to stay up with the money, bud. So he takes <laughs> the bus, meets up with his friend on the bus, and they, they're they talking, and he's like, 
And he's like, you don't need this job. Like, well, if you, you got to do this, if you want to move up and stuff. And they're talking about the future. And so he gets called into the boss's office and he is forced to resign. And so they force him to resign because that's a better way to get a job later instead of be like, hey, we fired the shit out of Katie. And they'd be like, well, why'd you fire? If you are forced to resign, you're like, I resigned. You know, I had some things on my mind. So it'll be easier for him to get a job later. He realizes that the lack of sales is because that dude keeps swooping in on his stuff. And so it's kind of all on him, the dude. And he actually confronts him and he walks into the, oh, take it back. Take it back. He does that a little bit later. So he is in a fire with, no, a stairway. Stairwell. Stairwell. And uh, his mom calls for extra money because his little brother or sister Sister. uh, needs money for school. And she doesn't get the money, then she can't enroll to school. And he's like, okay, I'll get you the money. And she's like, well, I'm sorry for being a burden. He's like, no, you're fine. Like, you know, whenever dad gets back, you know, being a shitty person, you know, we'll pay you back. And he's like, okay, okay, I love you. Gotta go. While he's on the phone, this fly has been bothering him. This CGI clip art fly is flying around his face. (laughs) And he gets another call on his police siren fucking alarm it's such a terrible ringtone mm-hmm. and the call tells him like hey uh chip so uh we know that you're kind of hard up on money you want some money and he's like who is this this is a prank call he's like no nah, man we know everything about you like you're poor and you work here but you just got fired and you're stupid and you're in a stairway and this fly is bothering you right now and it's like hey if you do a couple of things for us Will we'll, you? There's a chance for you to get a lot of money, and it's like, hey, here's the first step: kill that fly with that newspaper that's on the ground right here. Kill that fly, and you'll get ten thousand baht. And he's like, oh, okay. And he hits the fly, kills it, and then he checks his um, bank account, and he, he got the money. And it's like, okay, so yeah, he kills the guy and strikes a heroic pose. Yeah, <laughs> and then. <laughs> The phone is, uh, well, the mysterious caller is like, well, are you interested in uh, doing some more? It's like, we got a couple more steps if you want to do it. And he gets um, gets kind of hype about this. He's like, I can make all this money back and nothing bad will happen to me. He's like, it's win-win. We'll, we'll see, Chit. We'll see, bud. And so the call tells him, hey, if you eat that fly, you'll get some more money. And he goes back to his desk at his job. He just got fired at. And he's contemplating life and how should he eat this fucking fly? And his friend walks up, uh, Tong. And Tong's like, hey, I, I heard you got fired or you probably got fired as I left the room. And she sees him eat the fly. <laughs> and she's like, what the fuck was that? Uh, so the caller explains he's got 11 more tasks. And if he completes all of them, he'll get 100 million baht. But he can't. That uh, oh, So the call tells him that if he quits the game or anybody figures out what he's doing. Or he tells anyone. Or he tells anyone. He forfeits the game. The game instantly gets canceled. And he loses everything he's built up to this point. So there's no like, oh, well, I won like 10,000. No, no, no. You lose everything, chief. So that's how they get you. Like, oh, two simple tasks. I can do this. We'll keep going. They're like, okay. So at this point, uh, this is the part of the story I was talking about. The way I'm going to explain it, I'm just going to go through the task, kind of explain what happened around it. Um, 
So at this point, his friend Tong is very concerned about him because every time she sees him, he's more and more dirty and more and more crazy looking. And more beat up. And more beat up. And around town, there are talks of people getting assaulted, uh, just crazy people breaking stuff, people just getting hurt. And so she's trying to figure out what the fuck's wrong with him. And also, there is a detective that is investigating this whole situation. And it seems like he knows a little bit more about everything. So the third task, he has to make three children cry. <laughs> so he goes to a, I guess, a daycare or a school. Um, yeah, it was like a playground. Like, it seemed like a park almost when he yeah. first walked up to it. But then there were like people there that controlling the little yeah. kids. So I think it was a daycare. Yeah. Some type of playground. And he has a cool little flashback of his dad breaking his toys. And he's like, oh, that's how I'll make him cry. And he starts stomping and breaking all the toys. And the kids cry and he runs off. And then the people in charge see him and they're like, get that crazy son of a bitch. He made those kids cry or he did something to him and he breaks off. So those ladies head to the cops. And so at this point, uh, employees from Chit's job actually are at the cops too because Chit assaulted the dude that stole his sales. So they're there and they're like, this dude Chit is a minister of society. He assaulted me. I want him. Oh, I want to sue him. I want to sue his pants off. And then the ladies come in and they're like, yeah, this crazy guy like did something bad to these kids. It looks like that dude right there. That's probably him right there. That's sicko. Or that's his brother. And he's like, and so everyone's yelling at each other. And like I said, this is very much the, if you give a mouse a cookie kind of shit, it just gets worse and worse. So while it's happening, his fourth task was to beat up a homeless person and take his money. And so the homeless man comes in. He's like, this dude beat the shit out of me and stole my money. And so you see Chit with his cup, cup of change. And he's like, damn, this is fucked up. But he's collecting that money. Uh, task number five. So this this is the, the wall that... Uh, Chick gets passed, but it's a tough one, y'all. I'm not going to lie. So number five, uh, the mysterious voice on the phone tells him, hey, you know, it's it's like lunchtime. So we're going to we're going to get you some lunch and eat. So that's going to be task number five. He goes to a very nice restaurant and he sits down and a plate is put in front of him. He opens it and it is poop. A very nice place poop gravy soaked poop yeah <laughs> on a plate and so he's sitting there and he's like son of a bitch uh yeah this is the wall uh i guess at some point they got to give you something that like you gonna eat this shit or are you done and he uh he eats the poop y'all he eats it hardcore super fast and uh his friend tong actually meets up again because the employees go out to lunch and she sees him and he breaks off uh face covered in poop and shirt poopy and he runs off throws up in an alley but he got past it hooray so task number six he has to give his phone to a crazy man at a bus stop and then take another phone off a gang on the bus so uh this crazy guy he tricks him and makes him think that he is like a a peasant handing him a gift and this guy thinks he's like a like a king so he hands him the phone and the crazy guy tells him to hop on the number five bus. And so he gets on the bus, number six bus. And so on the bus, he gets another call. Well, one of the gang little kids gets a call on their phone and it's the same ringtone. 
So he's like, I need your phone. And he's like, go fuck yourself, old man. And then they proceed to fight. And he gets the phone, uh, not after falling off the bus with one of the kids and landing just on this like food cart and then attacking the kid (laughs) with knives and stuff. And so he gets the phone. Uh, Number seven, he gets a call to head to this home and he has to recover a corpse from a well. And uh, yeah, if I don't think- Oh, it's so gross. Yeah. So uh, I remember in the second season of The Walking Dead, uh, there was a well and there was a zombie at the bottom of the well and they needed to get the zombie out so they could use the water. And they tried to grab it out, but the zombie's body was all soft and shit and it fell apart. And that's kind of the same situation here. And so he has a time limit on this one and he has to get the body out and call his family, the old guy's family, and convince them to react to it. And so uh, he drags the body out. He ties it to himself and climbs his ass out of the well with his dead body. Uh, Very gross. Sounds are horrible. And the body is soggy as shit. And it's very It's all crunching and moving and squishy. It's super duper gross. So he gets out and he calls the family. The family's very shitty and doesn't really care about their grandpa, it seems. But finally, they understand his message. And they're like, oh, shit grandpa and they actually live in the same house they're actually just over another room and so they ask him like why were you here mysterious hero stranger man and he's like hey don't worry about it man like you need to just watch out for your grandpa he's he's dead now but you know and he's like oh the cops are on their way you're gonna stay and talk to him he's like nah i gotta go (laughs) that's not for me so number eight uh the eighth task is uh he meets up uh, in an area and he figures out what he has to do later so the reason I'm so mysterious with my answers for number eight is uh, he's, he has to look for a person with an eight on their shirt or just an eight decorate on him and use a chair and so he figures out that his ex-girlfriend's new boyfriend abusive boyfriend is there and he has to beat the shit out of him with a chair so he proceeds to rock his shit with this chair and he's talking to the girl and he's like, I can't believe you picked this guy. He's like, I didn't hit you. You know, you know, I probably was shitty to you, but at least I'm not beating you. You know, and he's like, I want the best for you. And so she he, she's really sad and doesn't want to leave the guy. And so he actually drives him to the hospital. And he finds out the next task is he has to find an old woman in the hospital and sneak her out of the hospital without getting caught by the police. Hey, it's the same old lady from the beginning of the movie. So she was involved with all of this, maybe, I guess. (laughs) Uh, So he actually sneaks her out of the hospital and dodges the cops that are now looking for his ass. So they have a good picture of him. And he is just the the open window maniac at this point. He's eating shit and fighting people and breaking stuff. So uh, he's a crazy guy. So with the old lady, she leads him out into like the countryside. And his next mission is to, I guess, successfully watch these like motorcyclists get decapitated by a wire. So he doesn't set up the wire. The old lady sets it up. But I guess the task was just to make sure it it happened. And so we see a whole lot of motorcyclists get their heads cut off. And it's like, oh, holy shit. So around this time, Tong starts Googling the 13 Beloved 
and what they are all about. And then we see behind her, little cameras start turning and looking at her. And so it's like, oh shit, they are for real, like looking for people that if if you put anything into any computer, they're like, oh, this person's a little too curious. And they snatch her up. So while this is happening, uh, actually, before she gets snatched up, uh, the 11th task is to either kill Tong or kill her dog. And Chit obviously picks the dog. It still sucks, but it's better than killing a friend. Like, I'm sorry about your dog, but I'm not going to kill you. So another thing that happens, um, Tong doesn't see where he goes, but then she sees a lot of people crowded around a cow. And they're like, somebody just like cut this cow open and just ripped it apart. And then we see Chit like biting some intestines and he finds a key. And so he scoots off to the last task. And so uh, Tong gets grabbed at this point by the, the uh, mysterious group because she's a little too nosy and they don't like nosy people in this situation. Like they got a lot of money. They're trying to see people eat poop. <laughs> and so Tong realizes that it is this big game and there's tons of people involved and apparently there's people in the thousands that do this and so shit's not the only one doing this uh they make it seem like there are dozens of people doing this all at the same time all around and so like that tong's powerless to stop this is gonna happen either way and he's just a piece of it like i'm not like the bad guy but it's like a little kid (laughs) that's in charge of this spot of the whole thing so um so chit ends up in this like cool ass building and he finds out his last task is to kill his dad his abusive shitty dad and he's strapped in this wheelchair and he's got a straight jacket on so he's knocked out so to win the 100 million bot he has to kill his dad uh chit can't do it and because he has another flashback saying that his mom won him to never be like his dad. Like, don't be a bad person like him. And so Chick can't do it. Unfortunately, his dad's not a good person. He wakes up and stabs Chit and kills him. And he wins his own game. And so earlier in the movie, we hear something that the mom's like, well, when your dad comes back, you know, he'll have money for us. And then I can pay you back. So this was what he was doing to get money. Unfortunately, it- the paths crossed so uh it sucks tong is very upset at this because she's been trying to save him the whole time yeah she's been trying to keep up with chit and you know he's dead so they dump tong at a at a bus station and then the detective that's been following this whole situation finds her and so um we'll see it seems like that they're leaving it open for a sequel they have been working on the sequel, but we'll see if it, anything comes of it. But it seems like that the next step would be, it's like, we need to figure out this whole system and shut it down. So we'll see if they ever get there. So Katie, who was your favorite character in 13 Beloved? Chit. I mean, there's yeah. not a lot of like actual character, anything that we get to see in this film um, besides Chit. And he is just trying to survive, unfortunately. Like, the world sucks. And he got fired from his job because his coworker was a dick. 
And all he was trying to do was make some money, just like all the people in Squid Games. They're just trying to get themselves out of debt and live a better life. And unfortunately, he couldn't make it through all the way to the end. But yeah, it was interesting. I really liked seeing him go from normal to crazy. Yeah. Like when you're forced to do shit. I think the direction, the direction of the, the actor and the actor himself did a really good job at going from like normal dude who's just kind of down on his luck to like desperate as fuck. I'm like psychotic. I'm crazy. Like fuck it kind of dude. Um, it was a sharp turn for, you know, <laughs> an hour and a half film. Yeah. Or almost two hour film. Like it was, it was really good. I really liked him. Micah. Hmm. I'll say the mastermind kid at the end. You don't get to see much of them, and there aren't a whole lot of characters to choose from. Um, he was very much like uh, when uh, what's her name uh, Tong showed up. It was almost like he had I don't know if he was expecting it or just was like, well, I'm. You know, I believe in what I'm doing, so I'm going to keep doing it and kind of be like, uh, you know, the, the, the world is is shitty. And the fact that you haven't realized how shitty the world is, you know, that's on you. I'm not making him do it. He's doing it on his own. I'm just saying I'll give him money if he does it. I'm not forcing him to do it. I told him there's a way out. What do you want me to do? <laughs> My hands I mean, are tied. What do you want? Uh, it just seemed like he could have played an, a really good evil character if he had an extended evil character role. So, Emma. <laughs> I agree with Katie. Uh, Chit, <clears throat> I just, I felt bad in the beginning and then it was like oh you want me to kill a fly fuck yes i will for thirty thousand dollars uh you want me to eat it for 50 more okay yeah yeah i will i'll eat a fly for fifty thousand dollars yeah it really it kind of twists you with him by starting him on this just basic like Oh, if this is what we're doing, that's fine. I mean, sure, I'll play your stupid games. And then you kind of get twisted as he gets twisted. And it it really, I don't know, it sinks in as the movie goes on. And he was the easiest to kind of feel that with. So, Otis. So, everybody picked mine i put chit obviously he's in like 98 percent of the scenes so either you like him or you hate him but you have something to say about chit so i'm gonna go with tong that's a good fucking friend man if i saw steve like sitting at his desk and he just ate a fly i'm like what what you eat that for (laughs) and he just runs away i'm like where the fuck you going and i'd follow him and then i see him hop on a bus i'm like steve 
Steve, I know you can hear me, asshole. And he gets on a bus, and then that bus, like, you know, people got attacked on it. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Then I see him just face covered in shit. I'm like, what is happening to you? You know, it's it's a good friend to keep to keep following and trying to like slow him down. Like Tom was just like, I just need you to just sit still for five seconds. I just I just want to talk to you, but he couldn't stay still because he would have said something, so he had to keep running. Uh, but Tongs are good ass friend because yeah, yeah. Some people be like, well, Kay has shit on her face. I'm I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'll find her later and she'll tell me why she had poop on her face. I guess. Man, so. what did you eat? You stink. <laughs> yeah, I'm going home. I, I don't want to deal with that <laughs> poop face, Katie. So, um, Katie, who is your face, Katie? Poop face, Katie. Uh, who's your least favorite character, Katie? Everyone else in this film. But. <laughs> um no i'm gonna go ahead and say number eight asshole abusive boyfriend fuck that guy oh, he got cheered up yes he did he got lumped the fuck up good i wouldn't have taken him to the hospital that guy was a dick so he was my least favorite micah uh the police force very inept can't get their hands on him when they find him in a in an elevator like when they see him as soon as it opens you'd think they'd rush him and grab him but no they just right through them right and they were just like oh what the fuck oh this guy let's get him oh yeah Uh, and then of course none of them like i mean i think at the end the very last one that tong deals with saw that you know there, there was a, a number 13 on one of the sheets that had like the, the writing and stuff on it. And she's like, oh, God damn it. You guys are all bought and paid for. Son of a bitch. <laughs> and then, of course, the kid admits it later. But um, yeah, the police force, I don't I don't think all of them were bought and paid for. I just think they were just really, really bad at their job. Oh, and, yeah. and some of those lower level ones that were like taking all the reports, especially at the beginning of the movie, were like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? I don't know what you want us to do. You're describing you're describing somebody who could be anybody. <laughs> we're just going around shaking people up and trying to find. No, no, it's too much work. Emma, who's your least favorite? Um, Chit's ringtone. No, oh, fuck. <laughs> that was unnecessary. And a little bit too much. And again, and again. How did every single phone and again. get that? But that's fine. That's none of my business. It just needed to stop long before it did. So, Otis. So I wrote down two of them. I wrote Chit's dad. Uh, he's shitty. And then I wrote debt. <laughs> Fucking forcing people that need the money to do wild shit. I mean, but like I said, I've we we I can't even say I anymore. We have seen tons of movies where it's like, hey man, like the fucking collector. He wanted to steal that ruby and got into a house where he, this crazy glowy eye asshole made it into a saw house. And he's like, he was trying man. to steal the Jack Ruby, right? I just want this shit. And then he has to fight his way out. And then you know he he gets a heart later and saves the girl, but. Uh, we've seen tons of movies where like hey i'm i need this money really really bad so i'm gonna do some dumb shit to get it so uh debt that's always a really good uh story pusher <laughs> gets the story moving so uh let's do seven word synopsis 
So I have two of them, uh, and they tie into some of the tasks. Like I said, uh, my first one is that man ate poop. Fuck that game. <laughs> Yo, eat this plate of shit, Otis. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm all right. I ate a fly, and I was kind of pissed off about that. I'm not eating poop. Have a nice plate of gravy poop. Yeah. And then my last one is the well scene made my stomach hurt. So, you know, grabbing a bag of fucking watery bones as they jiggle and slosh and crackle, that that would piss me. I'd have been throwing up on myself, taking that man's body out of the well. I'd have been pissed and throwing up on myself the whole time, crying probably, because that probably smelled horrible. Katie. Squid games, but like 15 years ago. (laughs) And keep your nose in your own business bitches still have a dog if she just stayed in her fucking lane right and not have woken up on a park bench with mysterious dude like walking towards her horrific no thanks (laughs) i'm good micah okay so the first one i had doesn't make much sense now that i realize it uh, when he like went in to sell Yamaha instruments and he's like, no, no, you didn't tell. I, I missed the fact that it was the same guy. I thought the other thing, the the other name that he dropped was a different company. And so I was like, who do, you know, I made one that said, who doesn't buy Yamaha instruments? What a damn fool. <laughs> I thought the same thing. Now it doesn't make any sense because it was just the name of the guy who was also selling Yamaha instruments. Yeah, yeah, no, I thought the same thing. It took me like 20 minutes until they got back to the office and they were talking about the, the other guy who made the sale. I was like, oh, oh, I get it. All right. Pray so my, so my, my new one that I have, um, I'm combining the name of the show to make, make it fit because I'm a cheater. So we did Squid Games before it was cool. Yeah, hipster. <laughs> okay. Uh, where there are flies, there is death. <clears throat> and then this is discount squid games, but whatever. <laughs> Childhood trauma makes for a horrific twist. And then my alliterative deaded dude does duties dad deals death daddy does daddy fucking does so this film came out october 5th 2006 what do you guys think the budget for this film was katie 1.5 million 1.5 emma two dollar dues two dollar dues micah uh 3.25 reduce 3.25 uh y'all are cute uh the budget <laughs> uh was 13 million but oh. but in american numbers four hundred thousand dollar dizzles oh, okay damn or dollary dinks yeah i like dollary dinks so katie you were the least to go over <laughs> hooray oh. Uh, so what do you guys think the box office was, Katie? Nine million. And I'm not going to say American or bot. I'm just going to leave it at nine million and we'll see where we end up. <laughs> okay, Emma. Two. Two. Micah. 
Dollary Dinks, whatever the hell you said. <laughs> I yeah, I said Dollary. I said Dollary Dizzles, and then I said Dollary Dinks. Dollary Dinks. Wait, did I get it right? Yeah, Dollary Dinks. Oh, sick. <laughs> yeah, seven hundred Dollary Dinks. Yeah. So, uh, Micah, Micah caught on <laughs> to the money of this movie. So in in Thai money, it was eighteen point forty seven. So. Around five hundred and fifty thousand four hundred dollar dollar dinks. So, Micah, you were the closest. One and a quarter times his budget, not bad. Yeah. So, in you know, it made its budget in its country. It came over here. Uh, I didn't hear about this one. I heard about Thirteen Sins. So, uh, yeah. I guess the Weinstein Company got what they wanted, and they're like, "Well, we have the rights, and we just want to play that one." Like this one's cool or whatever. We'll, we'll bring this over, but we want to make an American one, of course, with, with less poop. <laughs> so, um, that's what they did. But this movie made the money. Uh, they made a prequel and they're working on a sequel, but we'll see what happened because it's been a bit, it's been 15 years. So, uh, <laughs> I don't think that sequel's on its way, but it's for 10 years, yeah, hey, you never know. You never know. So, uh, does anybody have anything else to say about 13 Beloved? It was really good. I liked it a lot. It was much more similar to the other scary movies that we normally watch mm-hmm. rather than being like, I don't know, overly in your head because you don't really do psycho thrillers a lot like Videodrome kind of was or psycho horror. And then it was not funny, not meant to be a comedy like the other ones were at the beginning of the month. So I really liked this film a lot. Yeah. Um, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> it dragged on way too long for me. And the ending just, I hated the ending. <laughs> Holy crap. Also, my biggest gripe about this movie was what was with the random, like, what was with the random scenes of the dad being a good guy that were they had they were so out of context they didn't amount to anything and then the dad stabbed him in the end so it was well, like wait what was the point of showing those good things they were him trying to see if it was his mind recreating them in a bad way or if it was actually his dad doing it it was him but, trying to justify not stabbing his dad yeah but doing they didn't that. The way they presented it, it didn't work out that clearly. Worked out for me. I got it. It's very much a... I didn't like this movie, so (laughs) it's my brain recreating a bad scenario for this movie that made me gripe about it. So what I took the ending as, like the happy scenes with his dad, was him finishing the scenes that we didn't see earlier in the movie because they had been playing scenes like him calling back to his like childhood watching his dad beating him and all these different things or doing bad things and we only see the bad part and then at the end when it comes time for him to do the biggest bad thing against his conscience he real he's remembering oh wait maybe my dad wasn't so bad maybe i shouldn't kill him but then it went farther in some of those scenes to him being a dick. Like him smashing that, like it was like him getting the toy, but then it didn't make sense about him smashing the toy. Like there was no, 
there was no correlation there. And then he's like, at the end, when he tries to stab the dad, and the dad, like, pushes him off and, and hits him and then and storms out, he's like, but he beats you and he beats me. Like, what? why do we keep putting up with this? Like, so the it's like, yeah, there's good things, and it was kind of trying to create a, okay, well, maybe he's not so bad. I was just being dramatic. But then it was like there were other scenes that reinforced the bad, like the good scenes just didn't make any sense. I think it's just reinforcing the fact that all along, his whole life, he's been trying to get rid of his dad, and he's never been able to do it, and he's still not able to do it. Even after all the crazy shit and 100 million bot on the line, he still can't kill his dad. Yeah. That's fair. I just don't want to give him that much credit, so... Okay, so with that, we are done. That was the end of Guido's Choice. So what we'll do uh, real quick is the movies we did this month, um, we'll go around. If there's anything that kind of popped out to you, uh, just bring it up. So Katie, uh, out of the four movies this month, uh, Class of Newcomb High, Low, Videodrome, and 13 Beloved, uh, was there one that kind of popped out to you? One she enjoyed a little bit more than the others? Uh, 13 Beloved, I liked the most easily um, because it it really was more of a horror film or a, like a survivalist horror film um, rather than the other ones that we watched. Um, I really liked Class of Newcomb High, the first one we watched. That's probably number two on my list. And then uh, Low and Videodrome are down at the bottom. <laughs> Um, low is above video drum only for that song. Yeah, Demon Girl's a good ass. Demon song. Girl was a badass song, but the rest of that movie was what the fuck was that? And <laughs> video drum was just trash. Guido knows. Guido wrote Oh yeah. Guido been commenting at me that I no, I no. Yeah, he, I don't ever need to see James Woods in the nude. Never in my life have I ever needed that. <laughs> Never, and it's burned into my brain now. <laughs> yeah, Guido was garbage. Like, yeah, I started an episode and I heard Katie's tone. I just knew that uh yeah, she she didn't have a good time. I'm like nope. no, she did not. <laughs> no, I did not. Video drum was not my jam. That's number four on the list. Least favorite. Uh Micah, was there anything that popped out to you movie wise? Yeah, I'm the exact opposite. I thought video drum was on my top list. Uh it was definitely a lot more artsy fartsy. And uh, I definitely dug the noir vibe, like the 80s noir vibe of it with the the I don't not synth pop, obviously, but like the I, I guess synth noir. All right. Let's yeah. start. Let's start a new music revolution. Call it synth noir. <laughs> that sounds fucking fun. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I actually really enjoyed that one because I'm a huge fan of psychological horror. So that one that one kind of did it for me, even, you know, especially the ending. I really liked the ending on that one. Um, th- this I, We didn't see low, so I can't really float that one in my list. But uh, 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 Newcomb High was just a just just a, a good old time. It was a good, good old time. That was that was something. That was something. It definitely reminded me of uh, what was it? Um, oh, what was the Peter Jackson one we watched? Oh, uh, uh, 
Dead Alive. Brain dead Alive. Yeah, definitely gave off Dead Alive vibes, hundred yeah. percent. Um, but yeah, this the, and then the the um thirteen. What was it? Thirteen. Love it. Death, beloved. Whatever. Game of Death. Yeah, I think it was like called Game of Death on our on our stream. But um, yeah, that one was on the bottom. I just yeah. Yeah, I liked Video Drum. I, I was surprised by that one. What about you, Emma? Uh, um, I don't know. This one, this 13, whatever, 13 something. It was closer to things that we normally watch, so I guess it caught me a little more. But Newcomb High made me giggle so hard. <laughs> I don't I it was so goofy. But yeah, Videodrome, I don't I still don't know how I feel about Videodrome. That movie was so fucking weird. Oh, Ugh. That's Cronenberg. Yep. Confusing. <laughs> Otis, how about you? What stood out for you? So everything. Like there was something in every movie that made me smile. It's just like, what the fuck was that? Uh seeing uh, Warren's fucking radioactive boner in class of Newcomb High was an absolute <laughs> mess. Uh, him just murdering people, that one chick getting blown away by the kids when they just pull that assault rifles out of nowhere. Uh, it was a mess. Uh, Lo, there's a scene that actually the, the song that the demon sings to the main character. It's on... Demon. Oh, it's such a good song. I'm going to send it to you guys. It's fucking great. It's, it's the best part of that whole movie. Like I said, we were sitting there and the demon's like, I'll explain the story in song and then music just starts and he has a band behind him i was like what the fuck is this and it just starts it's a really good song um yeah guido picked good ones and i was like yeah this is very much i could see us in the library in one of the the rooms with all our friends and guido would bring the dvd be like yo y'all gotta watch this one it's crap but it's good and he'd put it in we'd watch it i could absolutely see us watching these four movies while playing cards and or some board game and just like glancing over like what the fuck what Wait, why does he have a radioactive boner he's like don't worry about it just keep watching I'm like okay and so yeah uh Beodrome is Cronenberg so I knew what was gonna happen in that like fucking chest vaginas and everything I knew that was gonna go down so I was I was mentally prepared and 13 Beloved uh all these movies were really good but if I had to pick one uh, I'm gonna go with the one that the song I can't get out of my head and that's low uh, I think about that song all the fucking time. And I'm sad that there isn't that song on Spotify. That makes me really sad because that would be in my playlist and I would listen to that song forever. And I guess that means I should just make a version. So, uh, But no, all these movies were really fun. So uh, Guido, thank you. So I think. Wonderful job, Guido. I think we'll do every November. We'll just, you know, we'll, you know, stumble out of October tired and we'll just have you pick four movies. So. Uh, I I like this a lot. And so with that, you guys can't hear it, but there are sleigh bells in the distance. Jingling. Mariah Carey just cracked out of yeah. her cocoon. Yeah, Mariah Carey just popped out of her coffin. Coughing out dust. Emerged from hibernation. I bet I bet when I go sequins. Yeah. When I go to work when I go to work tomorrow, I bet you they're gonna be slipping. They, that's how they do it. They warm you up a little bit. They just slip in a Christmas song every once in a while. No, but that one Christmas song is the giant dong of Mariah Carey. Didn't we do a 20 minutes at the bar about our <clears throat> least favorite yes. Christmas music? Yeah. 
That was when Wally was just singing uh, that wonderful Christmas time in the background the whole time. What was? <laughs> what was? What was mine? Is that one where it was like? Uh, War is over. That's what it's called. Just fucking just goddamn. It lasts forever. Christmas. Da, 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 da. No, and then my, it just goes that, war is over forever and ever and ever. Oh, and ever no. And ever. My least favorite is the one that's like, uh, this year I'm saving my tears. Oh, the Whamageddon song. Oh, last Christmas, I gave you my heart. The very also known next as that new Jonas Brothers song. Or a Taylor Swift song. <laughs> well, but, but the Jonas Brothers have a like a popular song on the radio that is nothing to do with Christmas that is last Christmas. Ew. Yep. Really? Yep. Yep. That's gross, gross. So that means Christmas is here and Katie's I forgot what name you had for it. It's just the Christmas movie countdown. Yeah. Uh, the original name of Katie's Christmas classics, All With K's, did not go through. Uh, that was never the name of it. Don't you put that evil on me. I wanted it to be that name. Don't you I put think, that evil on me. Just like Krusty, when he has Krusty comedy classics, he's like, ugh, when he saw it on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't it at, he's like, ugh. Wasn't uh, it at the Apollo? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, Katie's uh, countdown. So I know she's been cultivating. Christmas movie countdown. Yeah, Christmas Yay. movie countdown. I know she's been cultivating some, some some good movies that'll teach you a lesson and make you feel warm and shit inside. Or just a bunch of weird rom coms that center around Christmas. Yeah, and we have been cultivating some good scary ass movies. There's a, a anthology one that I'm very excited for. Krampus fights Santa Claus. God damn it! <laughs> and, and, um, uh, probably Gremlins because them still hadn't seen it. So I'm always down to watch Gremlins because it's fucking cute. And people get murdered by little Muppets. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, we we have a ton of Christmas horror movies picked out. So uh, stick with us. This is gonna be fun, y'all. And Woo-hoo! let Katie do that. And I'm gonna. Yay! Let's go, Katie. Yeah. So that is the end of the show. I had to put that spot into the music. So if you have any other cool fun facts or you want to thank Guido or tell him shut up, you please that. We have an email. It is. Wait, I have a Facebook at it. So, uh, Studio Fitas, thank you so much for the artwork. It's beautiful, and I need to get you guys to do some more. I want to do a Christmas one with you. Maybe like one of like uh, Michael Bublé's covers, his Christmas covers, just like you, like standing out, like looking up to the sky while it's snowing, something like that for the Christmas classic. It doesn't snow here. <laughs> it's just ash. It's just ash. Oh, I have a fire in the background. Fog. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll do something like that. So, uh, the music you're hearing right now, it's flipping a combined effort. You can search for them, Flip and BCE, just about anywhere online. They're awesome, and I like this music. And I love how this bites the sin every time. I'm not good enough to just have it set. <laughs> so, it's just me cultivating music every time. So, uh, like always, we are dangerously so close to Christmas. Uh, have a good Thanksgiving, you farmers. Gobble, gobble. Um, so, like, like always, thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back next week with a Christmas film. Okay, bye, guys. Bye! bye. Toots! Hey. Hey, you. Listener. Give you a dollar if you keep listening.
But if you tell anyone, that'd, that'd be really good for our street cred. So do that. <laughs>